So I've got a little bit of an activity here for us this afternoon. For just a moment, I'd like you to look around the sanctuary. Look around the sanctuary and pay close attention to what you see around the sanctuary. Specifically, look for things that are yellow. Look around for, I'm going to count to ten, and I want you to look for everything that is yellow. All right? Nine, ten. All right. Everybody know what's yellow, right? All right. I'm going to encourage you to shut your eyes for a moment, please. Picture what you saw. Remember the list of all the things that are yellow throughout the sanctuary. Imagine what you have seen. And now, keeping your eyes closed, I want you to shout out what you saw was blue. Anybody? Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. We got a couple of shirts. Y'all are okay. You got your eyes open. Go ahead and open up your eyes again. I think there's a rub there, right? When we are looking for and told to look for something very specific, and then perhaps there's a change up, a switch. We miss, perhaps, something else that we might need to be looking for. I think some of us are convinced, I know I have been, that God perhaps only shows up or moves or lives or is at work in something like yellow. And then someone else perhaps says, but what about blue? Sometimes we miss all of the things that are blue when we are specifically looking for the yellow. And honestly, it's not my fault or your fault that we do this. Too often, I think, we have perhaps been conditioned, we have learned to only pay attention to certain things. Our minds and our hearts and even our bodies learn, have been trained to only pay attention and to look and to see, and to listen, and to hear certain specific ways. And, and that's not necessarily wrong. But we must be curious. That's one of our values here at Platwoods Church. We must be curious and courageous enough to acknowledge and admit that our lives might change if we suddenly begin to recognize how God can and will work and abide and be present in and change the world through things we are not looking for. We must know that when we seek to confine God to only one particular way of being, we place constraints on God. And we, we 
do not ourselves or others, we, we do a disservice, right, to ourselves and to others when we do this. And we also, we do a disservice to God because too often perhaps we put God in a box trying too hard to define what God is and what God is not and who God is and who God is not and where God is and where God is not. And a question we have to ask is, who am I, who are you, who are we to ever try to restrain or confine the creator, sustainer, and redeemer of all that is and was and will ever be? This reminds me of a a passage in Scripture. It's a benediction, actually, in chapter 11 of the Apostle Paul's epistle to the church in Rome. And in this particular passage, the Apostle Paul is concluding this portion of his letter assuring Jesus' followers that anyone who hears this word, God is faithful, just as we sung, God is faithful, that God shows up, that God is present with us. We are reminded here in Paul's words that God seeks to open a way for not just us, but all people everywhere to know life. Hear these words, Romans chapter 11. I want to lay all this out on the table as clearly as I can, friends. This is complicated. It would be easy to misinterpret what's going on and arrogantly assume that you are royalty and that they, others outside the church, are just rabble out on their ears for good. But that is not it at all. This hardness of the, on the part of those inside Israel towards God is temporary. Its effect is to open things up to all the outsiders so that we end up with a full house. Before it is all over, there will be a complete Israel. There was a time not so long ago when you were on the outs with God. But then the Jews slammed the door on God and things opened up for you and now they are on the outs. But with the door held wide open for you now, all have a way in. One way or another, God makes sure that all experience what it means to be outside so that God can personally open the door to everyone and welcome us back. Have you, have you ever come on anything quite like this extravagant generosity of God? This deep and deep wisdom. It's way over our heads. We will never figure it out. Is there anyone around who can explain God? you got to love it when the Apostle Paul just says it like it is. Is there anyone around who can explain God? Anyone smart enough to tell God what to do? Anyone who has done God such a huge favor that God has to ask their advice? Everything comes from God. Everything happens through God. Everything ends up in God. Always and forever. Always glory. Always praise. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I like to... Think about it. A seminary professor of mine asked me to, in a class to do that exercise where we were to look for one particular way and then try to remember the things that were something different. To pay attention to one particular thing and then 
realize that perhaps we're paying attention to the wrong thing at the wrong time. I think we have all done it. And again, it's not entirely our fault. It's a part of our culture and who we are as people. But also we get to recognize how God doesn't just not see color. God sees all the colors all the time and shows up in those colors. I, I think it, it, it's a little bit like, and, and let me just throw this up there. Kirk's got a couple of pictures. You remember the old children's book, Where's Waldo? Okay, so that's a great example, right? Because you're looking for this stocking hat wearing, striped shirt, glasses guy named Waldo in every picture, right? And if you were to try to look at that and find it from here, you might have no idea. But it takes intention, right, to find it. It takes a little bit of time and energy and attention to recognize that Waldo's up there somewhere. There's, there's a next picture here. I want to show this one too, right? It, it, there's a few things that are striped, and, and so you start to look at those things. And pretty soon what you recognize, and let's look at the last photo, is that Waldo's everywhere, right? What happens if we suddenly change our perspective and recognize that God is actually everywhere, that God is at work in and on and through all things all the time, it's simply up to us to perceive it. How might our lives be transformed and changed by recognizing the presence of God always? May it be so. Amen.